Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Vigorito. This is Don Strauss. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. It's Dr. Zamp the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. <laughs> Join us now as we talk Dolphins football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello. I'll be joined alongside Rich Van Zant. As uh, the Miami Dolphins put week four uh, into the books, and they put it in hard uh, as they fall to one and three uh, against the Indianapolis Colts at home, 27-17. to uh, A game which was very ugly and uh, probably not even as close as the score uh, may, may depict um, just an awful showing by the Miami Dolphins again in a game that we talked about as not a must win but a, a game that was going to really uh, dictate I think what kind of season this was going to be uh, the Dolphins schedule has some weaknesses but it, it, it obviously has uh, harder games than this the Indianapolis Colts struggling as they were 0-3 coming into this game uh, so, um, you know, to lose this game at home is a really tough one. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, 20 for 30, 199 yards and two touchdowns with no interceptions. But uh, believe me, that stat line uh, is much better than uh, I think uh, his play was on Sunday. Um, Carson Wentz, 24 for 32, two touchdowns and no picks, um, which obviously was a very good game for him. Uh, it should be interesting to note, Wentz has lost seven straight games until he got to Miami to play the Dolphins. So he, he gets off that schneid and uh, gets in the win column. And the Colts are a struggling team. I mean, they're, they're a team that was in bad shape. Wentz hurt both of his ankles the week before was a question mark. Um, so, uh, you know, the way they got dominated um, is really should be a wake-up call. Uh, it, it, not that the Dolphins get a lot of respect around the league anyway, but uh, for, for certain Dolphin fans, I guess it should be. Um, and Jonathan Taylor, who's an excellent running back, uh, continues his prey, 16 for 103 and a touchdown. Um, now, if you're looking for a Dolphin running game, abysmal. Malcolm Brown is leading rusher, 8 for 23. Devontae Parker had uh, four catches for 77 yards and a touchdown, but was non-existent for most of the game until they were trailing uh, by uh, an exorbitant amount. And then the ball started getting thrown to him or put up for grabs. And uh, Gusecki, five for 57 with one touchdown. And for those wondering about Jalen Waddle, uh, three catches for 33 yards. So that's how that uh, basically went. And, and also uh, of note, um, the Jets are the only team in football with a worse record from week one to week four 
since 2019. The Dolphins are 2-10. and 10. So the Jets are 1 and uh, I guess 11, and, and they're the worst. So other than that, the Dolphins have been the worst 1-4 through four week team that there is. And, uh, you know, these shows, a lot of people always ask, and uh, Richo says, uh, you know, the negative show is uh, is so much easier. Well, this is like a day off for me because all I have to do is uh, welcome my co-host to the show, and I'm sure he's just going to run with this one. But, Rich, 27-17, to 17, the abysmal Indianapolis Colts come to town, and uh, the losing continues for the Miami Dolphins. Get ready for another five-year plan. <laughs> <laughs> we're, 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 we're year three right now, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. they'll fire yeah. everybody after this year, and it'll be somebody else's five-year plan that's going nowhere. Yeah. I mean, have you ever seen an organization continuously make the same mistakes year after year? And we're, I mean, we can almost say decade after decade it's going on. I mean, yeah, they well, the bottom, bottom line. Same problem and never fix them. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is, you, you know, obviously in our, in our own backyard, you look at the Jets and they're, they're maybe the worst team in football. But when you look at the track record, I mean, the Jets did go to two championship games in a row in the 2000s. So, you know, they're a worse franchise, yes, but you can argue they've had more success in the last 20-something years than we have. Yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, it, it's really it's it, it. Yesterday was an embarrassment. It was an absolute embarrassment. I mean, both sides of the football. I, you know, from that guy jumping off sides on the punt, you know, and, and you know, then we recover a punt, we go do nothing with it. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It, this team is uh, is a disaster. It really is, and you know. I thought Flores was going to be okay after last year. I kind of, like, gave him the benefit of the doubt. I wasn't happy with the way the season ended last year, you know, getting blown out when the playoffs are on the line. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Just, you know, when you get that many penalties and, and you know, too many men on the field and you're screwing up even just putting, you know, people on defense at certain times, I, I don't know. I, I just think this guy's over his head. I don't think he's a good coach. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously we'll we'll get into some of that for sure. Um, I'm just going to say right here, right now, that game in Jacksonville in two weeks will ultimately, I think, could be the the ultimate mark of downfall. Uh, if they lose that game, I know they're going to Tampa next week, uh, and then you go to Jacksonville. Uh, if you lose that game out in London, this is going to be so much worse than anybody can even imagine. And keep in mind, now, you have a a 17-game schedule. So an extra game added to this schedule is just going to be... An extra, an extra loss added to the schedule. Yeah. Yeah, and and you said it yourself. Uh, you know, you were referring to uh, his name is uh, uh, Brennan Scarlett, who jumped off sides, and uh, yeah. you know, it just goes. It, it just it factors back to undiscipline. This team is playing very undisciplined right now, and there's, so. in my opinion, there's two reasons for that. You play undisciplined. A, if you're, uh, the whole team is basically not. Uh, a disciplined team, they're allowed to kind of express themselves too much with no regard, or they don't have the respect 
for their head coach. And I, you know, those are the two things that usually leads yep. to an undisciplined team. You know, and yep. there, there have been undisciplined teams that have won, but you have to go back to the undisciplined teams that win, you know, are like the Raiders of the 70s. You know, where it's like, yeah, we're going to have our fair share of penalties, but we're also going to have a couple people carried out on stretchers because of it, and we're going to dictate, you know, what we're going to do. And you can take that forever you want, but that's, that's about the only undisciplined teams that can win in this league. And I don't think you can do that anymore. That was in the 70s. Now that wouldn't work. So you, you cannot be successful and be undisciplined. If there, if there's no, no way around it. And this team right now is very undisciplined. The offensive linemen did not play well again yesterday. That was that was a joke, you know. Um, it's a continuing problem, and it's not getting better. It's well, it, it may be getting somewhat better, but it, it's it's still terrible. It, it's just terrible. Can can we see the last Albert Wilson? You think? Can you think he just released this guy? He can't catch. I don't know what he did no, last but, year, but he forgot how to catch. Yeah, I, but I, you I have so many more problems. I, I yeah, understand but, that, but he doesn't need to be out there. We've got 98 guys. I mean, I'm sick of this guy dropping a third-down play. It's getting ridiculous. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, mean, I, I guess... Games, he's dropped, he has like five or six drops. He, I think he's got more drops than catches. It's terrible. You know, you know, I know you, you know, you know I like Preston Williams, but the guy doesn't drop that much, you know? No, he don't. He don't. But why I mean, put him in that position? Albert Wilson shouldn't uh, be there anymore. It's, he should be gone. And, well, uh, I want to move. Boy Grant, your boy Grant was an absolute disgrace yesterday. I mean, you know, yeah, had a bit. you know, you really. I mean, God Almighty, fumbling like that—horrible. There's no reason to even touch that ball. Let it bounce. Well, I, I think he, you know, I think he get fair catch the ball and catch it, or you know, I mean, yeah, but coughing yeah. it up there is just no excuse for that. There's no doubt about it. No. Uh, you know, and I, I look to the run game as well. Um, I think oh, that this Dolphin team why, why has is, shown some real decent started? running uh, in the last few, few few weeks. They've shown that they can run, and I told you all along, I think that Miles Gaskin is by far your best running back. So my question to you why is, is why isn't he playing? Starting, yeah, he didn't even play. Fun? He played no, like really. three, three touches. I mean, yeah, why? This guy Brown. I mean, the guy stinks. I mean, this team doesn't know this. You start him you, eight times for 22 yards. I mean, anybody could do that. That's terrible. I mean, he's a journeyman. Every time you need him to get three yards, he doesn't get it. I mean, he gets he's a journeyman who's basically, you know, really uh, has not accomplished that much until the Dolphins make this move for him, and it's like they just can't admit it. And every week he had a horrible preseason, and then yeah. Gaskin has shown things. Brown's, you know, he's gotten better since then, but what what has gotten to him to start I don't know. I mean, I don't see that at all. I, that's very confusing. Oh, no. There's a there's a lot of things with Brian Flores right now that have me perplexed. And I've said this, you know, week in and week out in the past. Everybody knows my number one problem with this organization is the the acting superiority complex that this team has had in the organization going on for years now with nothing to show for it. They come in, in like, you know, the CIA, and it just continues, and Brian Flores is the head of it, you know, with, he won't even tell you who his play caller is. We don't even know. You know, we ask, you ask me, well, who's calling the plays? Nobody knows. He, they will not tell you. The organization now 
has yeah, two offensive coordinators, George Godsey and Eric Stoosville, okay? And nobody knows who calls the place, and they won't tell you who calls the place, and it's just a complete – who cares? Who cares who calls it? What is this, some big secret? Wait, where are you going to let us know when you're 2 and 13? Will you let us know then? I mean, what's the difference who's calling the plays? Did anybody ever have a hard time finding out who called the plays for the 49ers in 1984? Like, what's the problem here? Like, I, you know, I don't understand. You know, people say it's the Patriot way. You know what? I've said this all along. That's not the part of the Patriot way that I want. The Patriot way I want is is the winning and the way the organization was run. The, Bill Belichick and the Patriots, they're allowed to get away with that kind of nonsense because they win so much, because of their success. Yep. You can't act like that. You know, you could have left that part up in Foxborough, Massachusetts. I don't need that. Take the other parts of it. I mean, it's just ridiculous, you know, to have this kind of secretive organization right from the get-go uh, you know, it, it always ends up the same way. You know, it just started with Jeff Ireland, when Jeff Ireland came in, and then the Parcells regime, and Cam Cameron. Like, I really, like, you're, you're acting like you're this elite organization, you're on a need-to-know basis, and this isn't even just with me. I mean, it's not any of fan. I mean, nobody, even the high-up media down there, like, it's just such a game that's being played that you don't know who's what. But you know what? The bottom line is, you know, Brian Flores has an, a press conference and, and he's got an attitude throughout it. And, you know, I'm responsible for it. The buck stops with me. Yeah, it does. But so what? I heard Adam Gase say that every week, too, for three years, four years. So what? You, you are responsible. Ultimately, you're responsible for everything. But, you know, but there's no need to have this, this kind of attitude towards everybody. I just think it's ridiculous. I mean, this is, you know, people are making fun. Like, I don't know if you heard this, but Woody Johnson made some ridiculous speech, and he said that this was the greatest moment when the Jets won. This was the greatest moment since he's owned the team. This was the greatest win he's ever had. This was his greatest moment as an owner. Oh, everybody's mocking because this guy went to two championship games in a row. Did he forget all that? I mean, you know, but the reason why I'm bringing this up is because this is like the same kind of mentality that Ross has. It's the same kind of mentality with this team. I mean, it trickles yeah. down. When you're, you're more interested in, in so many off-the-field, you know, things and, and nonsensical things about this team, uh, I just uh, – you're going to have a problem. And, it, and this could get really bad, Rich. I mean, you're one and three – Right now, and you know, the, the you were Xavier Howard uh, strip fumble away from being 0 and 4. Let's be honest about yeah. it. And, and you know, you, uh, you know, you think this team's showing up next week in Tampa? I, I can't imagine it. No, and that's why I say the Jacksonville game. Yeah. I mean, you, you. <laughs> This this could start out so ugly that you'll never recover from it. I mean, and, and yeah, I understand. You'll, you'll have you'll you'll have you know, two is supposedly coming back in that game, so he's mm-hmm. he's not going to be sharp. You know, I mean, it could be a disaster. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And you know, he's not going back like Marino to throw five touchdowns. We all know that. 
Yeah, I feel bad for the kid. I mean, he's being thrown into, you know, a horrible situation yeah. with no support at all. And, you know, and before we go to break, let me, there was a time, maybe you could explain this to me because I've been knocking my head around. They bring out Jason Sanders to, to kick a 55-yard field goal. Okay, he's certainly able to kick that 55-yard field goal. But that's neither here nor there. It's fourth and 12. Okay, you bring him out there, you don't run a play, and then you eventually take him off and bring the punting team in after the penalty, and then you punt. Can you explain that to me? What are you doing that for? Uh, I've no heard idea. so many different explanations, but nothing makes any sense to me. And what are you looking for them well, to jump off sides three they, times? They didn't, give, they didn't even – yeah, right. <laughs> so stupid. I don't understand. I really don't understand. I mean, the only thing that I could possibly—the only thing I could possibly think of—and if this is the case, I I take it back. I give them all the credit. You know, uh, my son said perhaps they were coming out and they were looking to see running, uh, looking to run a fake, and maybe they were looking to see if they had a certain. Uh, the you know defensive scheme set up and they didn't and so they were, they they axed it. Maybe if that's the case, okay, I take it back. I get. I don't have any semblance that that's what what it was. No, I really I don't. don't think that. I don't think they were doing that. Nah, I don't buy it. And other than that, unless you can explain it to me, I have really been able to go for it. Wait, you're gonna go for? It? I'd rather go for the field goal than go for it on fourth and twelve. <laughs> right. I, I don't know. I mean, yes, yes and no. I mean, you you know. Yeah, I mean the offense just you know so abysmal anyway. Uh, you know, uh, I, I guess you know the whole thing just you know, like, doesn't know, make like any I sense to me. I mean, you know, Jacoby Brissett. You know, it's all fun and games when you have a second string quarterback till he has to play. This guy's a career loser. I mean, look at his record. I mean, he does not. The one thing he doesn't do is win. You know, he he doesn't throw picks. That's a good thing. But the guy doesn't win, and that's what you get. You know, when you. Again, when you go cheap on the free agent market to find a backup quarterback, you know, you, yeah, you, know, you, know, you don't have anybody competent coming out, you know? No, and I told you when they signed when they signed Ryan Fitzpatrick, I told you what a great signing that was. You laughed at me. You said no. You, you underestimate how bad a backup quarterback can be. And take one step, take one Dude, step further, we, Rich. We've seen it. We've seen it you know? That that is completely that is completely Brian Flores's move, you know he's yeah. taken he's taken these uh, uh, these guys from uh, New England like that's his move. Now Jacoby Brissett, that's a New England guy. That's not Greer, that's him. He com- that's he's him. the one who did that, you know. Yeah. Same with, with with Coleman, he's the guy. Like Coleman was terrible. He's the guy. Justin yeah. Coleman has been terrible. I mean, Justin Coleman was the guy that he let guys go because, you know, that's who he wanted. He took him from New England. And, and he also was the guy. Him, right, as soon as he came in the game, they went right after him. Right? And, and, yeah. And, and he's also the guy that couldn't get along with Van Noy and wanted him out. He's the guy that got him out. So these are all Brian Flores' moves. Look no further than that. I mean, he's the guy who has done that. So personnel-wise, those are you know those are his moves. And you know, obviously, to you know take responsibility, you have no choice. He's already uh, beginning to get on the hot seat, and this could get really ugly. So that's neither here nor there. But you know, another great thing, right? How much money have we spent on defensive backs in the last five years? 
and to have this team can't stop anything when it matters. Anything. In important, in important you know, times, this right defense field, not stop anything. They can't stop anything in this defensive backfield. This was a strong point. It's horrible. Yeah. All right, quick break. Right back after this. Hi, this is former Miami Dolphin Jim Crash Jensen, and you're listening to the Pat Catella Legend Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Welcome back, everybody. Miami Dolphins Legends show. Pacatello, Rich Van Zant. As uh, we recap week four of the Miami Dolphins' uh, loss to the Indianapolis Colts, just a reminder, you can uh, catch us on iTunes. Uh, just go right to a Pacatello show, and you get all our uh, episodes delivered right on your phone. Send us any questions, comments as well. Pacatello show at yahoo.com. Uh, so, uh, you know, Rich, one as we stay on Flores, one of the things that's come out this week um, is you know the big the big rumor, and I don't even know if it's a rumor, but it's, it's been stated that Brian Flores did not want Tua, and supposedly he wanted Herbert now, and this was something oh, that went on in the organization. And uh, yeah. have you heard that? And, and so this is the big talk. Well, I haven't um, heard that. You know. But we know Ross this, wanted to it, you know. That's you know that yeah. was his big thing, you know. So who and, knows? And, and, and Flores has said now, you know, supposedly that he did not want him. He wanted Herbert, and that uh, I guess Greer and, and Ross. Did. And this doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, this this what to me. Talking about remember what they were talking about before the draft the, that like he was trying to move up to get Burroughs. There was never any Herbert talk, you know. Nothing at all about Herbert. Herbert. Nobody thought Herbert was going to be this good. I saw him play at college. I I didn't see that spark that he's got now. 
You know, everybody was Burroughs, Burroughs, Burroughs. You know what I mean? No one, no one was saying Herbert. You know, I this, mean, there was a me draft comes... boards that had us taking him, but th- there wasn't a big talk in our organization about taking him. So it's all nice to say now, but you know, that's hindsight. The, you know, this to me comes right out of the Nick Saban playbook, as recently yeah. he's come out in his new book and said that he left Miami because of Drew Brees and he wanted Drew Brees. Yeah, like you yeah. said, uh, he wanted Dante Culpepper, and not once did I ever hear him mention that. That he wanted Drew Brees. Not once in all the no. press conferences when he was staying did he say, you know, uh, you know, when he left, you know, I really wanted Drew Brees. I felt like, you know, I couldn't call. Not once. Not once did I hear no. that until until all this onslaught has come on to him, and, and decades plus later, uh, now all of a sudden that's the reason. Well, this kind of reeks of that too. I think this came from somewhere, and to me, it seems like Brian Flores is already starting to widen the gap or separate himself from this offense and this regime to, to maybe buy time. And, and I, I just don't think it's going to work um, because ultimately you're responsible. And if you really wanted a quarterback that bad, um, you know, then, then that's a little ridiculous going into your, you know, your start of your regime uh, that you wouldn't have him and that you would, t- you know, I just don't buy it is what I'm saying. I don't buy no, Ross overrode him. I don't, believe it, I don't believe it came from him. He's not going to say that at this point. He's going to tell somebody he wants Herbert instead of Tua. I mean, that's just idiotic. You can't change it. So why would you leak that now? I mean, it's not going to, all it's going to do is hurt your team. Well, because maybe it separates you from this. And, you know, maybe it separates you from this. If this whole fails, it gives you, you know, the opportunity to say that. If my coach said something stupid like that, he'd be fired. I can tell you right now. You go, see you later. You know, go be the assistant with Belichick again. You know, you, you can have you can have Steve Belichick as your as your boss. <laughs> you know, I was waiting. I didn't know what the over under was until Steve Belichick <laughs> got mentioned. But it's definitely the under. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, R- Rich. You know, uh, you must admit though, he really has not. The whole organization has not treated Tua fairly from beginning no. to end, and they still don't. I mean, this kid has no. the shortest leash on him that I've ever seen. He's got the most pressure on him that I've ever seen. I mean, it, 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 you know, it comes, you know, it's a press conference afterwards, you know, uh, when he's injured to, you know, it's a pain thing, you know, it's just how much pain he could take, you know. He's a yeah, tough guy. Yeah. Like, And then all of a it's sudden you're on IR a couple yeah. hours later yeah. with, with no, fractured from, ribs. From, from, from Sunday afternoon until Thursday, he goes from bruised day-to-day, to broken to, you know, see how much pain he could take to the IR. <laughs> it was a different yeah. story every day. And I told you what my biggest problem with Brian Flores is, and that's it. It's just a non, non-disclosure, complete dishonesty is the feeling I get. I never feel like this organization is honest. I never get that this organization is up front. They're, They're not. not. told you, like, you can do that, I guess, if you're Bill Belichick. I mean, you can do that. Obviously, you could take a camera out and film practices of yeah, other teams. Three, when you're one and three, the arrogance doesn't really float. You know, it really doesn't. At all. It doesn't no. float at all. And, and you know, Belichick wouldn't have been able to get away with all he's gotten away with if he wasn't so successful with the Tom Brady regime. And I'm very curious well, to see how this is going to transpire because, as we said well, earlier, as I said earlier, if you take Tom Brady out of the mix, Bill Belichick has a losing record. Uh, not not a not a, a, a mediocre a losing record without Tom Brady, 
losing record. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how much they're going to be able to turn this around and see well, where this, this ends up. Go, if this thing keeps going down the drain and they, you know, they fire Flores during the season, right? Do they hire both offensive coordinators to replace him? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but he, here's something else, Rich, to keep in mind. Let's say this ends lousy, but Flores is not fired, okay? <laughs> what? No, no, listen to me. Listen to me, because this is very possible, yeah. very possible yeah, yeah. that this yeah. team goes uh, – this team could go – uh, let's say these new these new uh, records, uh, you know, get me off balance here. But say they go six and eleven, seven and ten, even eight and nine. There's yeah. a chance he doesn't go, depending on it. And 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 yeah. what coordinator or what big mind is going to come in here after that? When you know you have a lame duck coach that's on the verge of getting out. There's no no coordinator worth his salt that is going to come take that job unless they are immediately looking to replace Flores and become the head coach. That's the only thing you're going to get. You're going to get an anarchy kind of situation. That's the only thing that's going to happen when you're a lame duck coach. So that's something to keep in mind, too, if you're thinking of not changing the regime if this doesn't end well. And I don't think it's going to end well. It's it's like when we we fired the the last – general manager and hired Chris Greer, who was the assistant general manager. Does that make any sense to you? I mean, if you're going to fire the general manager, don't you need a new philosophy that you don't get the guy that was working under him? Like you said, I I think that you've never seen a team that continues to do the same things, make the same mistakes. And obviously, you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to just realize the one constant that has not changed. Yeah, you know, it it, it comes from the top. It's coming from the top, and and so you know that's that's the the organization, and that's we had our issues. We had our issues with Heisinger. (laughs) For sure, (laughs) Heisinger is like Jerry Jones compared to this guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's one there's one difference I think. And, and and I think you see it in New England, and the difference in Miami was was Dan Marino. I mean, you're able to make mistakes when you have Marino because he's going to cover for you in so many ways. And then when he was gone, all of a sudden, competing every year turned into going 0-14 and hoping that you're going to get a win versus the Ravens, you know? I mean, remember it got that ugly. Year, remember what I said last year? You know, 10 and 6 is a nice year, but you have to build upon that. Well, we went backwards again. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? Yeah. You said it's easier to go backwards than it is to get to 12. Not only is it easier, the hardest thing is to get, get over that, that hump. And they all do yeah. it. Tony Sperano came in, and he had a lot of success early. More yeah. success than 10 and 6, but then kept regressing and regressing. Never got over that hump. The hardest thing to do is not to go from 1 and 15 to 10 and 6. It's to get from 10 and 6 to 11 and 5 or, or even 10 and 6 again, and then to get over that hump Here, and become. Here's the problem, though. Here's the problem. They do garbage picking 101 at running back for the last few years, right? They Instead of bringing, like, you know, drafted a bruiser the last two years, they don't do it. All right, to go along with Gaskin, 
and number two is the offensive line, too. Again, they go garbage picking on the free agent market. They don't sign anybody big that could stabilize this thing. And their drafting has been abysmal. I agree. And I agree with a lot of the drafting, yeah. But here's the problem, Rich, and you're not going to like this. But I'm going to tell you right now. There is one team that has done this. They've gotten to the 10 and 6 mark, and they've gotten over the 10 and 6 mark. I know it. Absolutely is it, Buffalo. And let me tell you something. You can make an argument that they're the best team in the AFC and maybe the best team in football right now. And this is not a fluke. I'm not saying they're automatically going to you know, win the Super but they're not a fluke. They've rebuilt. They've yeah. rebuilt. And, yes, a lot of it has to do with the quarterback. No doubt about oh, it. But if I ask you, uh, can you name their running backs, Rich? Single, Terry. <laughs> it's not a running back league, and you know that it's not. So, no, no matter what that. running back I allowed you to have right oh, now. But, but listen to me. They don't have Malcolm Brown, that's for sure. No, 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 they don't. They don't. But, uh, you know, it, it goes, it goes you know, all the way to, to you know, their coaching hire. Yeah, I'm not saying, listen to me. If we had, one, off, if we had one, one draft pick in the first round, I wouldn't be making this argument the last two years. The fact that you had multiple draft picks and you could have fixed the blazing problem in your team and you go defensive back and this bum defensive end, Phillips, that they took. I mean, this yeah. guy stinks. I mean, it is really good. He really does stink. Probably I mean, had his best of, game, though. Kind of probably had his best game against Indy. <laughs> probably had his best yeah, game, see, though. Yeah, I, I see him tackling people five yards down the field this year. You know, but, you know, you know, I'm not, this guy's terrible. Uh, you know, listen, I said too, uh, I, I'm going to keep harping on it because I know you got a lot for him and you loved it, but Laramie Tunsil, what's a, he's a Pro Bowl offensive lineman, and you yeah, dropped no, him. And I get you got compensation, but years now, a few years down the road, when you really look at what you got for him, you know, I just, I, I, I just think you have to. If you don't make the right choices with those picks, what the heck does it matter? What does it matter if I give you five picks? If you don't choose the right people, you know, you can take, you know, five Deion Jordans in the first round. It ain't gonna matter, right? And, and you know, when you struggle with offensive lines so much. You know, uh, to just allow that to change over like that, you know, you, you really needed to address that. I know they drafted some, you know, Austin Jackson and then this year Eichenberg, and they had the other kid that they drafted and he went on IR. But, you know, you couldn't expect all these rookies to come in and turn this offensive line around. I mean, you needed some bona fide veteran leadership there, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know. I think they made a Austin Jackson is just struggling at left when tackle. They didn't, when, they didn't take the, when, they, when they didn't take the monster center for Alabama, I think they made a huge mistake. You know, they could have had him in, the, in the, one of their second round picks. You know, I don't no, know, I, I don't agree, know. I, I agree, but there's only so many of those young guys you could take. You know what I mean? No, I know. Like you still I needed know. to address this a lot better, I think, but especially with a young rookie three. quarterback. But like, but what they do is they make a trade for the third string center on the Ravens. They they go yeah. and garbage pick off the, the yeah. you know the the practice squads. They don't go after you know a bona fide guy that's going to solidify the line for a decade. They're just they try to piecemeal it together week by week, and it doesn't work. I, I think it was a big mistake, work. and I think that's the number one reason why they're struggling so much. 
I mean, I really do. Like, if, if they would have went out, like you said, and added some bona fide offensive linemen to go with these young guys, things would be different. And the quarterback situation has a lot to do with that, too. And I don't mean to put it on these guys, because it's not. But, like, if you had a veteran quarterback with a lot of success, the line would play better. They would be told what to do. They would, like, just for argument's sake, you know, if, if, if you had, you know, a, 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 a veteran guy, you know, coming on there, um, you know, of a high caliber, you know, they would put it in line quick. You know, and, and it would play better. But they don't even have, they don't have that. They have a rookie quarterback pretty much, you know. And then Jacoby Brissett, who it just seems like, you know, he's just kind of uh, fighting for his life there. I don't know. I, and so, you know, you don't have that. Like, like Ryan Fitzpatrick, Rich, was probably a lot of the reason why the offensive line played played much better when they were there. Uh, I, can't, I can't argue with you. But, you know, the way so, they treated him last year, he was never going to stay. No, 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 I don't mean as far as that. I just mean as far as he probably made them look better, that offensive line. And I think that – don't you think that, like, an organization, Greer on down, should have considered that? Like, Andy Reid, who you know I wanted more than anything, the timing of it wasn't right. You know, you still had guys under contract and whatnot. So, well, you know, he wasn't available at the time we needed a coach, and then we made the move, and you got filled in, and then he was available. But you know I wanted him so bad, I wanted to even try to work on a trade when everything was bad. But the point I make with him is that when Mahomes came in, A, you had Alex Smith, who was a veteran for the year, right? But then when, when the rookie comes in, you got Andy Reid, who's an offensive genius, and you know that that offensive line was looked first and foremost – to take care of him so that Mahomes could come in and, you know what I mean, uh, that was never a problem. That's a huge thing, huge thing when it comes to rookie quarterbacks. That's the number one thing is your offensive line because any quarterback with no time is just, I don't care who you are, is going to struggle, you know, and they should have can taken. You, can you explain to me, though, here's the other thing, too, you know, you know, look, the guy's not going to get sacked on every play. But can you explain to me why we're throwing underneath, underneath, underneath? We're supposed to have all these speed receivers. Like, why doesn't anybody try to stretch the field? I haven't seen Waddle catch a ball over 10 yards, like, before he catches it yet. You know, he's gotten you first down, but it's always he's made, he makes a move after six yards and gets the You draft Jalen Waddle and you're throwing him three-yard passes. That, that, that makes no sense at all. In Alabama, I see him doing fly patterns, post patterns, flag patterns, catching the ball 40 yards down the field and, and walking in by himself. Why don't you and utilize how about, this guy's speed? And how about Devontae Parker? Why do you have to go down by 22 points before you start yeah, throwing right. the ball up to him? Why can't you do that earlier? If you throw the ball high, him downfield, he's going to catch it. He's going to jump and over he's shown the that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I mean, even I if you're going to just stretch it, stretch it out a little bit, yeah. it will help everything else. I don't understand yeah, I don't. that either, and that's my biggest problem. Yeah. And this comes down to it was addressed. And it comes down to you, you don't even know who's calling the plays. Who's calling this? I don't know. Yeah. You, I, nobody knows. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it really yeah. is. And this is a problem that, you know, I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, when you look at what Chang Gailey was doing, it's night and day. 
I hate to say it, but Chan Gailey's offense was so much better than this. It was, it, Why it, is it, that? It was better, but Chan Gailey wasn't good. Yeah, I know. It was night and day better, though. What's that? It was night and day better. Yeah. Night and day better than this. This offense, Rich, is one of the most stagnant offenses I've I've seen. And the talent at certain places think, is there. I think we're ranked 30th, 30th in rushing and 31st in passing or something like that. I mean, think about that. It's terrible. And, you know, and I'm tired of hearing Gusecki's not in there because he can't block. So what? I don't care. That's ridiculous. The guy's like your top receiver. So you're not putting him in because you're, you can't block? I mean, that's ridiculous. Keith Jackson couldn't block. The guy had 180 yards and three touchdowns sometimes. I mean, so what? Like, you got to get around that. The offense is stagnant. This is one of your best receivers. I mean, it's ridiculous. I don't understand it. I don't think they're getting out of this. I really don't. I don't see it. You know, I, and they're, they're going to start losing these guys, you know. And now Fuller's out next week, too, with a broken finger, yeah, by the he, way. You know, he's that. hurt, too. Yeah, I know. He's hurt again. All right, right back after this. We'll a broken finger? It's intercepted. Out the line is it's going to be run in for a touchdown by A.J. Dewey at the 10-5. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. You listen to the Pat Catella Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. It's the time of the season When love runs high In the time, give it to me easy And let me try Uh, or 
Chargers. Actually, Chargers, Chargers, right, Rich? Yeah, Chargers. Yep. Got uh, Raiders. So that should be a good game. Uh, you know, the Ra- you uh, Cardinals uh, and Raiders are the only undefeated teams. Yes. <laughs> so this, you know, every year, I out. say we could use mm-hmm. we could use a nice easy one, and this this is going to be an easy one. Finally, I think we're going to get yeah. an easy year. Finally, right? Now that the Cardinals are going to be 14 and what, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> if that happens, yeah. you know what? It's time. If that's the sign, that's the bat signal. If that happens, it's over. <laughs> I'll readily admit it here. But, uh, yeah, you know, the knock on Fuller, Rich, as we were talking about, you know, he couldn't stay on the field. He was always hurt. And, you know, and so this just seems like it's now going to, you know, continue, right? Yeah. I mean, with a broken finger, don't you just tape the thing to the next finger and play? I, I, I don't know. I never heard of a broken finger keep me out of a game in football. I mean, he's a receiver, so I guess you know. Uh, I guess that can be um, uh, a little bit, uh, you know, difficult if it's in the right location. And it's, you know, I don't know. Um, would he play he for the that, Super Bowl? That yeah, but... he, he broke it on that pass, right? That he that he like was real low and he should have caught. Yeah, I guess throw? so. I don't know for a fact, but yeah, I think that's the one that he did. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. I, you know, he is a receiver, though, so we don't you don't really know, I guess what what's what. Um, but uh, I don't know. You know how I am. So I mean, uh, you know, you know it up. I mean, I, in, in Peewee's, I dislocated a finger. It was pointing towards you know South Jersey, and they pulled it out. And they put a they put a freaking uh, that white tape on it. And I played. You know, I mean, come on. I was I was twelve. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I I don't know. Uh, again, I don't know. Where it's at or whatnot, I've seen Clayton. I witnessed Clayton getting his fingers broken in seven directions and not missing a play. So, you yeah. know, I, I listen. I don't like to go on anybody injury-wise, call him soft in any respect. But you know, I yeah. I mean, it's the whole receiving core is strange to me. It just is. Uh, you have a lot of decent guys, and the ones that are supposed to be great, you don't use. You don't use properly. Um, uh, you know, we I have a know. captain that doesn't play. I don't know. Where's he? <laughs> Can I ask you, uh, how how many weeks do you think I have to hear that? He did make a fine a fine uh, punt by the one-yard line. Did you see that? He caught that? That was his only catch yesterday. He's a good ball player. He is a good ball player, and I like him when he's playing, you know, when he's at receiver, um, uh, you know. But, again, I, I hear what you're saying, and it doesn't make any sense why the man is a captain and he was inactive. <laughs> I don't understand that. I, he's a healthy scratch. <laughs> you know why? When you, have a, uh, when you have a captain that doesn't play, that means the whole yeah. organization is idiotic. That, that's, that's all it is. It's you more think you're getting an argument from me out of that. You're not, because I know. Yeah. I know. There's no other team in the world. You think Vince Lombardi would have a captain that didn't play? No. <laughs> Julian would have a captain that didn't play? Not <laughs> All right, Jerry! The guys that didn't play, Lombardi and Julian didn't even know who they were. Okay? They didn't know their names. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. The mentioning those two names in the same breath as, as these guys, I don't know. I, I, I didn't make that. Whole hearted name. 
I didn't mention yeah. the name of the third one. No, I just said the third I'm just saying. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Like, I know. I know. You know, look, no, if Ringling Brothers, you, you thought Ringling Brothers went out of business? It's playing in South Florida, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Sure is. They just sure don't is. have the elephants. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, um, uh, but they have what the elephants leave behind, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Plenty of that. Plenty of that. All right, so we've hey, come to the... How many of these people still paint their faces to go watch this crappy theme? Uh, I mean, how embarrassing is that? You're going to dress joke. up as a gorilla, a and you're going to you're gonna put these glasses <laughs> on, and you're going to cheer? This theme stinks. What are you guys doing out there? Hey, you like this? Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's made of duct tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just got that now. Yeah, oh, what a bunch of clowns. I know, the duct tape guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, so listen, so listen to me. We've come to the part of the show right now where uh, yeah. we actually – uh, get to mention Steve Belichick as last night was the uh, <laughs> the the biggest hyped game since the yeah. uh, did you know two brothers played against each other coached against each other in the Super Bowl? Is that right? <laughs> the, I think they're on the Baskin Robbins Little League team together too, right? <laughs> this is the biggest hyped game since yeah. then, and uh, you know, quite frankly, um, a little disappointing. Uh, I'll take the result. I'll certainly take the result, but uh, you know, I really wanted a forty-five to three shellacking, and I wanted, uh, yeah. you know, numerous pictures of uh, Belichick and, and and all of them on the sideline during it. So if I have to take a a, a thumped Nick Folk uh, kick at the end, uh, I guess I'll take it. But it was very disappointing to have that happen like that. You know, um, I don't know what your feeling is. Oh, it was. It was. I mean. Yeah. Rich, it was good from 54. Yeah. <laughs> it was good yeah, from 54, right. man. The good thing yeah. it was 55. Yeah, I mean, I, that's not the way I wanted that game to go. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just I, I really expected a different kind of game. I realized it poured. Let me, let me get this straight now. Steve Belichick is the linebacker's coach, but he calls the defensive plays. That's yeah, the, yeah. They got this right. So what does the defensive coordinator do? <laughs> he, he applies for a job in the off season. <laughs> <laughs> so what? You can't promote your son to the defensive coordinator, so you just give him the job as defensive coordinator without that's, the title. That's exactly right. You don't have to deal with the nepotism nonsense that would come with it. So you do that, and <laughs> you basically run the show. Absolutely. And you know, oh, and you have the cameraman trying to put close-ups on you to market you now as the next Gruden, making all these faces and everything. And, uh, yeah, and I told you this a year and a half, two years ago. I said, this yeah. kid, they were grooming this, Belichick didn't leave. He's grooming to have this as, you know, his son take over eventually or wherever he, yeah, I mean, he, absolutely. Um, you know, this is, this is where this is right now. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is what the the New England Patriots have become, but, you know, it all is contingent on whether or not they will rebuild this regime. And I don't know how you feel about Mac Jones. Um, you know, he certainly, he certainly relies on the underneath. And he has used like that. What he did was he stabilized that team. 
Yes, like I you said know? to you, that's why I was so aggravated that the, he, this 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 was exactly what he needed because now that stabilizes him to do what he's got to do. And I am I am actually one who thinks that that he is going to be decent, and I think that that you know they I listen decent does not mean holding up Lombardi trophies now, but it definitely means that, like you said, stabilized, and he can maybe build this, and I don't like it. It's very upsetting no, to me. It's very upsetting because it, I just it, think... It just fell into their lap. It was too easy. It just fell into their lap, you know? Yep. And when I look at this division now, I look at the Buffalo Bills, who are by far superior in this division right now. And the New England Patriots, you know, are not near them, but I think that they're, even though we beat them opening day, we're kind of getting a lot closer to the New York Jets. And that scares me. It really does. And you know how this goes. You keep losing it. You know, you can't stop it. You know, you start losing players, you start losing veterans, and, you know, it's over. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Jacksonville, Rich. Yeah. Yeah, Jacksonville. You lose that and game, so you'll never recover. I'm so sorry for two. Because what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to come back so after a month and, and throw four touchdowns? I mean, you know, it's 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 really it's disheartening. And of course, yeah, with this, of course, it has to be in London too. You remember? Yeah. And with this offensive line, and you know, and yeah. and I've said, you know, my biggest problem with Tua is that he doesn't seem like he plays free. I mean, this guy, they put so much pressure like, on him. He seems so robotic and he's so controlled. We, never, we, we really haven't seen him on the run, rolling out, throwing the ball. Like, why wouldn't you? And you can't win like that. You can't win no. like that. You can't be successful. You can, no, let me rephrase that. You can never become elite like that. You're never no. going to become that franchise quarterback, no. that elite quarterback. The problem is he doesn't have coaching. He, he doesn't have anybody to rely on, you know? There's no one there, and without Fitzpatrick there too, you know, if it's Gerald, I mean, whatever. No, Fitzpatrick. You know, he has right? no Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he has no, you know, no veteran to go talk to. I mean, what is Jacoby Brissett yeah. going to tell him what he's doing wrong? Yeah, you know, I know. No, I know. And I, no I'll be honest with you, Jacoby Brissett has been very disappointing to me. I really thought he would be much better than this. I, he was. He's been a veteran for a long time. Belichick drafted him. Uh, I just, I just thought he would be a lot better than he has been, and uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm as surprised as you, uh, you know, you know the fact that like? they don't really you have anything around him. Seriously, you know what he looks like? He looks like he doesn't care. He's got that like, he never looks disappointed no matter what happens. Well, he He's did throw. To be fair, he did smash, uh, uh, you know, a tablet, <laughs> you know, into fifty pieces. Uh-huh. I mean, he, well, he obviously was pretty upset about that, you know. I mean, I maybe, maybe he didn't like the call that one of the offensive coordinators sent down. Well, you know, that was after the whole, you know, the, the drive. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just think that there's not necessarily the right people around them. You know, I hear all the time, you know, about these defensive guys, and I understand that. But there's been a lot of better defensive guys than him, including Rex Ryan who you can say whatever you want about him. The guy's a decent coach, but he's way too defensive, and that was his demise. You know, he brought two teams to the defense, uh, to the championship game in a row, 
but, you know, they had a very solid defense, but he, he didn't know how to get the – and so for me to hear these excuses with Florence, you know, first of all, the defense is nowhere near that good. And no. that, that's not an excuse why your offense is so poor. If you're completely defensive, then you need to surround yourself with the right assistant people, with the right offensive guy. You have to. I mean, you can say whatever you want about Bill Belichick. He's not stupid when it comes to hiring his assistants. Well, you know, I mean, all really that nonsense, he went right back to Josh McDaniel. I mean, there's you know, a reason we why. Good, we, statistically, we had a very good defense last year, right? It was one of the yeah. what, fifth of the league or whatever. It was so good, why yeah. would you get rid of the veterans that made it that? Yeah, I think you know? that that's like Flores. I don't think he got along with Van Noy, and I think that there was, you know, other issues with linemen. Yeah, the, the line, what they did with the line, doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I know. I agree with you. I, you're not building on 10 and, 10 and 6 if you gut the team, you know? I don't know. It's just every year a different center. Every year this. Every year that. How do you, how do you build on that? You I know? mean, that's the stability, uh, you know, that you can't. And I thought that they were finally getting that line into shape. That's why I was so adamant. We look at it, you know, logically. They look at it financially. That's the whole bottom line. It's all about what this guy's making and who can we replace him with. And I don't care whatever you say. This team was never built to win anything. It's built to make Ross money. That's all it is. It's a a piggy bank for him, you know. And that's why we're off to London again in two weeks, you know. Off to London, Super Bowl in 2028. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, I know. Hosting this event, doing that event. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know, no doubt about it. And well, so, I hope Ross is proud because he's got the he's got the worst team in Florida again. Yeah. You know. Yep. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you know, well, let's be let's be honest. Great. You know, Jacksonville is yeah. not exactly shining right now, and Urban Meyer is not making that any better with his nonsense. Ooh. Oh. Back, you know, I mean, I told you, I told you this. He'll be back in, yeah, he'll be back in college next year. This is just going to end the stress as it began. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no doubt about it. I mean, All I right, don't know what he was apologizing for. I saw the apology thing, you know, and I'm like, what's he apologizing for? And I figured it was like, you know, another rumor about college and everything. And I'm like, it, it really, literally looked like he went to the, the bar around the corner from the stadium. And you know he stayed there, right, Rich? Did you did you hear this? He no. stayed in Ohio. He stayed there. The, the team really? left. He didn't go back with the team. He stayed to party. He wasn't on the plane. He was. He wasn't on the plane. He stayed to party. <laughs> he can't make it up. I never heard because it's never happened. It's never happened. Oh, shit. Unbelievable. Barry Switzerland's nuts for leaving before the yeah. guys got out of the shower. Yeah, right? right? Where's Barry right in the off. interview? Oh, he's home. Never, never missed a plane ride home. All right, on to Tampa, everybody. We'll see you next week on the Legend Show. Took a look down a westbound road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler, I was tired of my own horse. Took a beat on the northern plains and just rolled that power on. 